The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. Coming up on today's experience, devotional diamonds of the day, also known as DDDs from my daily devotions, become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but the Bible teaches there's a time to laugh. And Captain Chris will be hurt if you don't laugh at his special sound effects. The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. Just keep in mind, our media news is kind of like a moldy bologna sandwich. Yikes. Life lessons for a faith that we could actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance too much. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? You know a better question? Is why are you listening? That could be a good question. Also, uh, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. To the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions like this. Have you ever been in the car driving and you are uh, moving things about in the car, trying to keep your eye on the road and doing a good job of that? And then all of a sudden you realize that where you look for your sunglasses, they're not there. The place that you always put your sunglasses, they're not there. So you look on the floor in front of you and the floor next to you, you look at the seats behind you, you look in your bag, you look in the armchair, you look at everywhere, and then you just sit there and you go, what happened to my sunglasses? And then you glance and all of a sudden you see the mirror and they're on your head the whole time. Who's ever had that happen? Me this morning. <laughs> I had that happen. Oh, wait, they're right there on my head. Wow. That's the kind of things we talk about. Like, wow. That, that's right. I'm not getting old. I'm fossilizing at the same time. Here we go. If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. You have that opportunity to reach out to us, to talk to us, to ask questions. You can share pray reports you can share uh any kind of request petition any kind of uh need that you have that we can pray for you and prayer requests are really important to us because we have been really being blessed by answers to prayers just to give you a brief update i got an update from my daughter yesterday about easton who already went home faster than he's ever been in the hospital before and so you know you kind of like, oh i hope this update's good oh. He is doing 
great. They cannot believe how good he's doing. And I'm like going, okay, first of all, you're supposed to tell us that. And then second, isn't that awesome? Praise the Lord. The Lord is being kind and gracious, and he's getting giving answers to prayers. We love that. So if you have a prayer request, don't hesitate to reach out to us and to connect with us. So there's a couple of things that we want you to be aware of. That that's, has to do with how you get a hold of us, Okay. I'm assuming they can hold for the intro. Is that right? Okay. Here's the, here's the key component. You can call us. Now, you can call us at 972-445-0770. I highly discourage you from trying to light flares and getting our attention. That will not work. But you can call us at 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking to Captain Chris. You know what that's like? That's like being first and being right on trivia and then you will be what do you see the one that i do in 30 minutes <laughs> it's a really good one anyway uh bottom line you can also text us 214-210-8483 that's 214-210-8483 or you can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. That gets used less, but it's there in case you're like, well, I'd rather email. Okay, that's fine. You don't have to talk to anybody. Just uh, email. That's fine. David at hemustincrease.org. I'm going to send you up to the website and let you know a couple of things that are relatively important. Number one, on this show, when you uh, text me, never worry about your tone or your tonality, whether you're like being sarcastic. I never take anything personal. Okay, I'm telling you right now. I, I, when you, when you test me, totally awesome. People make the funniest jokes and do the funniest things. I entrust and impute nothing but perfect motives to every one of you. If it's not supposed to be funny, then you'll be the one that follows up, not me. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. So I'm just letting you know that. So never fret. Never went. Boy, I hope you take that offensively. There's only a few things I take offensively, and that has much more to do with hockey than it does with radio. So let's just move on from there. Also, we want you to go to the website because money's a little low. Okay, We did have a couple of cool gifts that took place in the last like 60, 90 days, but money's a little low. And the bill's not going anywhere except for stable or up. So we could use all the help that you guys can muster. Please check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. <laughs> I just think it's you're just it's great. You do a great job. Don, Thank you, David. He, Don ought to give you a raise. I'm not gonna say I support anything. this. Yeah, I support this idea. Uh you guys don't forget to pray for uh uh Don, Jen, and Chris, by the way. Uh, somebody on the line, and we will send them through. I have no idea who it is or what they want, so send them through. Unless they're going to talk about my haircut, then that's different. Uh, knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. Good afternoon. It's Sergio. Hey, Sergio. How are you? How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I got most of my stuff done. I, I told my wife, I'm now giving myself permission to call me a duh out of a DR. So I'm just calling myself duh. Uh, not a doctor yet, but duh, I'm I'm halfway there for sure. 
I hear you. Well, hey, um, well, you know, that kind of, that kind of is surprisingly kind of a good segue of the question that I've got. It's not so much of a question, but I just really want to know what's your opinion or what, what type of pep talk or, or inspirational talk would you give um, for this um, observation that I have? Okay. Let's just say, and I equate it to this, you know how you see children or people like in elementary school or high school, and you go, oh, I already did that. I don't have to do that again, right? Uh, I'm, a, I'm a high school graduate, and, oh, man, look, they're just starting high school. They're a freshman. So walking in faith, uh, you've got to do this every day, right? Like right. There, there, there's not, there aren't any uh, high school graduation, uh, uh, PhD, uh, MA, uh, you know, bachelor degree. There aren't any uh, marks, if you know what I mean. Yep. yep. Well, how, would you, how would you go about in giving just a pep talk, if you will, or inspiration? Not that I'm down or anything. God, you know, God, you know thank God. But, like, there's some times that you're just like, oh, man, you got to start all over again. Well, how would you, how would you reply to that, David? Okay. And, again, like what I always say, thank you for everything that you've done for me. Um, have a great day. Have, I mean, I'm sorry. Have a great weekend. Um, and... Keep doing what you're doing, and I'll listen to the radio. All right, Thank brother. You, sir. you got it. All right, another great question. You know what? I'm telling you, this guy ought to write a book. Sergio, you ought to write a book. These are the questions I have about faith. And then you can come, and then not only my answers, you can get other people's answers too, which would be a great way to do it. We'd promote it here. I could just tell you that. So in case you want to do that, that's a great idea. All right, so a couple things to tell you. First of all, what you said is is is, is highly accurate and, and important for people to understand. You don't graduate in the faith the way you do in high school or in college getting a degree. It's not quite the same thing. If John on the island of Patmos being the longest apostle alive you know, ever. I mean, this is the longest dude ever uh, in the in in for sixty years being an apostle, which is a long time, right? He's still learning things. That was the Book of Revelation. In fact, he had to be so seasoned and to such a degree to be able to receive that revelation. And that is part of the key. That's part of the key number one. The more the more in depth you go in the Lord, the more prepared you are to learn things from the Lord that are deeper than you were would have been able to receive them prior. That's number one. So I'm going to give you like three things. So number one, the the more consistent you go in, the more deeper you go in, the more you become available, aware, or in tune with some of the deeper things that God wants to teach you and share with you. Okay, that's that's number one. Number two, the three steps forward, two steps back process, that is explained by Jesus. He said everybody that produces fruit gets pruned. They get they get they get shaved back a little. And you're thinking, okay, first of all, I don't like prunes. Okay, well, I understand that, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the horticulturalist aspect of it. So when it grows, it gets cut back a little. And you think, well, why is that? Because then when it grows, it grows fuller and stronger. And it gets cut back a little. And then it grows up fuller and stronger. And that's exactly what the process is. You will never cease to be continually in the process of being made to look in the image of Jesus Christ. That has nothing to do with your salvation in the context that Jesus died for your sins, you are saved, you are justified, that part of your salvation is done. Now God is continually working on you to reflect Jesus. That's the one that's ongoing that never stops. So I'd like to address that in this way as well. Three steps forward, two steps back, 
is still net one step. And that's what people forget. So even though it feels like it feels like I'm starting all over, and it does feel that way from time to time, what you begin to learn as you grow in the Lord is that you are deeper. Your roots go deeper. Your your fruit is more uh, seeable. Your your fruit is more uh, available for people to re- to review. And you are making greater progress as God strengthens you downward in the root area as well as upward in the tree and in the sea area. And so that process never ends, but it is not your process to control. And that's the third thing. Philippians 1.6 says, Being confident of this one thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will carry it on until the day of Christ. You can't make your salvation happen. You can't you can't get yourself saved. You can't make yourself better. You can't do it that way. Everything that happens to you that connects you to God is by the grace of God. Even when Peter made the confession of Jesus and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, Jesus said, Yeah, that's awesome, dude. You didn't come up with that. That's a revelation from God. Even that first confession in every moment beyond that, that you grow and reflect Jesus Christ is by the grace of God. So you look at it from your point of view, which is totally normal, Sergio. So I want you to don't feel weird. Everybody does this. And it's like, man, I could be doing better. Man, I should be doing better. In fact, uh, one of my favorite Christian artists has has an entire song. It's called I Gotta Do Better Than This. That's this whole the whole song, okay? It's and it's it's great. It's Matthew Ward. And it's a great song, okay? And it's how we feel. But God is the one that's doing the growth in the building. And if you can think of uh what is that? Is that the knit thing where they do the knit and you 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 make the what is that thing called where you, where you what is that thing called? Knitting? Well, yes, but it's like the that's a name where you're looking at it and you're you're making a some kind of knit out of some kind of design. Oh, and, the cross stitch. Yeah, like stitching, right? So the, you look at it and the design side, the the top side, beautiful. Everything is in place. It's perfect. The colors are perfect. They even tell you how to do it. So it's like, a, if you look on the back side of that thing, on the underneath side. It's stringly and all over the place, and it doesn't make sense. And it's just like it's way wackadoodle. <laughs> You're just like going, what is that? Well, your life is like that pattern, that stitch. God sees it perfectly. Or tapestry. I'm using everybody else's words that are sending in. It's like God's tapestry. He's got this perfect picture of you, but your view is it's stringy, and it's all over the place. And it's there. That's cute, but the human view is not as high is the God view. And that's the important thing to remember. So there's three things in that answer that can help you and that should help you. First of all, you can't do this anyway. And even though it feels like you've got to start all over again, you're really not because you're going deeper down than you are up. And the Lord never stops working on you. Okay? Ever. Isn't that it's great? Cool. Love it. All right. Don't get me going. Okay. <laughs> We're going to take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. When we come back, you're going to be looking at something very cool about the Lord. Don't go anywhere. But I want us to get this specific scripture, and it's really important. It's Romans chapter 4, verse 18 through 21. It says this, Against all hope, 
Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations, just as it was said, so shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. Hey, it was not an impossibility. God gave him a promise when he was 75. It didn't get to fulfilled until he was 100. 25 years between promise and fulfillment, God made sure he was good and dead before the promise came about so that when Isaac was born, everybody knew, it's amazing, it's a miracle. Exactly. And, and it wasn't that Abraham didn't know he was, ha- he was old. He faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old, 99 before the conception took place, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Verse 20, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had the power to do what he had promised. It doesn't say that Abraham went through this and turned around and yelled at God and complained. He gave glory to God. He knew God could do this. And he believed that the promise that God had given him was important. And he held on to that, even though facing the fact the circumstance was completely wiped out. Guess what? God showed up. I'm telling you right now, you can tell me all you want about circumstances and situations and your feelings and your processes, but I am telling you, when God shows up, according to Scripture and according to testimony, to the law and to the testimony, the Scripture says, to the prophets and to the testimony, here's what you got to be aware of. When God shows up, changes everything. And you're thinking, well, will that happen for Easton Scott? I hope so. But guess what? If my daughter spends her whole life believing and Easton's whole life believing that God can step in and this can change and that may yet happen, she's not done a bad thing. She's raised a child with this gracious hope. If God decides not to do that, instead of complaining about it, it's about giving glory to God, believing that he knows what is in our best interest, even when we don't understand. And yes, I get it. There are tough things. I went through a a, a myriad of tough things, and I'm surprised. First of all, I'm surprised that I'm still alive. Second of all, I'm surprised that the Lord brought me through any of them. I don't deserve it. I'm not worthy of it. But he did it anyway. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Get ready because we're going to talk about something really phenomenal. But I just want to give a shout out to Sergio. He asks the best questions. And I'm serious. He First, first of all, Sergio, you need to get – there's a book called – I mean, there's, there's a book I would tell you to get. I, I want you to keep asking the questions, but there's a great book you would like called Answers to Tough Questions by Josh McDowell. If you got that book, man, you would love it. It would be ah, such a blessing for you. Anything you connect to in Josh McDowell would be a great blessing. He's a great guy, by the way. So He's an, uh, an apologetic master, which is how you, the, that's the, work, the word for defending the faith. 
It's just like, oh, so good, so good. All right, so we got that. We'll make sure we get that. We do want to pray for people and for the countries and stuff. So we want to make sure to do that. We want to be as faithful and as diligent as we can. One of the things that I've been trying to do in the last 20 years of my Christian uh, walk is every time somebody asks me to pray, I try and pray within a very short period of time of them petitioning because that way I don't go home and forget. Because you go home and you're like, oh, uh, you see that guy, how he cut me off? Uh, you know, that kind of thing? That doesn't help. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Then we'll do our trivia question. Then we'll see what else happens in the show because I have no idea. So let's pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, we come before you right now. We worship you. We thank you. We praise you. We thank you for Sergio's question. What a great question, Lord. And wherever I fell short, Lord, please fill in the gaps because you can teach it better than anybody. And we ask you by your Holy Spirit to make it known unto him. The, the purposes and the whole processes. And he, he, just for him to understand, once you're through the honeymoon, it's the it's the growing pains scenario. We just, Lord, just please encourage him and guide him and direct his steps in that. And Lord, we pray for the marriages of some of the people in our audience. The spouses are struggling. Some spouses are not doing very well. And there's just no wisdom on how to engage with them. We have men and women who text us, and Lord, you know. You know it better than anybody. There's, there's struggle. There's deep hurt. There's pain. There's confusion. There's difficulty. And so what I pray for is kind of different, Lord. I'm going to ask you, please give clarity to the spouses who know you how to be the best spouse they can be. Give them that clarity. Give them that moment of realization and that understanding. Give them a wisdom beyond themselves for their individual situations. We bear their burden, we feel that pain, and we ask you to just pour out your mercy into their hearts and into their lives and give them stamina, not give up. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Okay. Uh, trivia question. We're going to have to do this one fast. You guys are going to have to be uh, lickety split. Uh, which New Testament writer wrote, those who marry will face many troubles in this life? How appropriate is that? Huh? We just prayed for marriages. Even Paul, I just gave away the answer. <laughs> uh, I said it very briefly, but I did say it. So, I, 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 I okay, we're just going to put that one to the side. Just going to use it as a teaching second right here which new testament writer wrote but those who marry will face many troubles in this life it was our pal paul <laughs> that's the answer sorry okay <laughs> i said see even paul <laughs> wow is this the july 4th weekend thing is that what's going on here it sure is okay <laughs> Man, we'll pick up trivia in the next <laughs> next segment uh, let's just uh, let's just make sure we understand this part, okay? I just want to get this one part in because otherwise I won't I won't get anything in and it won't matter. Uh, this is we're still in Hebrews chapter seven. We're almost done with Mel, so I don't want anybody to start freaking out on the Mel thing again. Verse seventeen in Hebrews, uh, or actually it's verse eleven in Hebrews seven says, "Now if perfection came through Leviticus priesthood, for on the basis of it the people received the law, what further need was there to another priest to appear?" Uh, according to the order of Melchizedek and not according to the order of Aaron. For when there is a change of priesthood, there must be a change of the law as well. 
here's the thing I want you to – it's like you read that and you go, what does that even mean? And then most people will read that and go, what did he just say? I don't even know. The whole premise of that from verse 11 to verse 13 is this. Okay, we can't reach a perfection state by ourselves. That's the entire thing. That whole, that whole thing right there, okay, God's not going to summarize it. He just he wrote what he wrote so that people would understand it. But for your application and for my application, listen, perfection is not fulfilled by us, not in the priesthood, not in the Christian walk. Not, we, we are not perfect. We are forgiven. You're not going to do everything right. It's not that you have to sin. You don't have to sin. But you have to learn that you don't have to sin, and that often comes through the process of learning to overcome sin, which means you had to sin in order to learn to overcome it. So there's some, you know, there's some give and take in there. And what I'm trying to communicate is this. You will not do the Christian walk perfectly. Okay? Stop putting that on yourself. If you want to do the Christian walk correctly, then do it with faith, not with performance. Do it with a sensitivity to God, not with a flashlight to what you've done. Do it with a sincerity in belief and confidence in his faithfulness. You cannot reach perfection in your own righteousness on your own by yourself at all. We will all fall short on that because no flesh will glory in his presence. That's 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 29. I think that's as clear as it gets. You're not bragging in front of God. That ain't happening. And people are like, well, I did this and I did this. Okay, fine. Who gave you your breath? Your turn. So it's like, okay, so just pull it all back and recognize that what the Lord wants from you and I is this incredibly bizarre, different-than-life kind of principle that he desires to come out of us, and that is simply this, that we would be like Abraham and we would believe God. That's it. You don't have to be a Bible scholar to have faith. Abraham didn't have a Bible. But he had faith. And he was called a friend of God. Stop trying to be perfect. You're not. Okay? The Lord will move you along at his pace. Don't try and outrun him and don't go behind him. Walk with the Lord. But if they're looking to walk correctly... Without faith, it is impossible to please God. For those who come to God must believe that he is and a rewarder of those who seek him. That's what he wants, okay? I got one point in. That's good. All right. I'm going to take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Top of the hour, don't go anywhere. Something else very unique coming up. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. 
You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. What is the David Spoon Experience? Can I blow your mind? You know, I did this with you before, but on a different text. I love this text. You will love this text because you and I are sci-fi people. You'll love this. I mean, this is one of those, oh, goodness gracious, that's so good. Uh, 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 12. 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 12. Okay, 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 okay. 1 Samuel 23, 10 through 12 says this, Then David said, O Lord God of Israel, your servant has heard for certain that Saul is seeking to come to destroy the city on my account. Will the men of Kela surrender me into his hand? Will Saul come down just as your servant has heard? O Lord God of Israel, I pray, tell your servant. And the Lord said, he will come down. Then David said, will the men surrender me and my men to the hand of Saul? And the Lord said, they will surrender you. I love this portion because people, we, we think in these boxes and we force God into our theology and say he must conform here, which is just insanity by itself. Here's a situation where David hears that Saul is coming down to try and get him. And he's asking, will the people of the city surrender me? I've helped them. I've defended them. I've given them some deliverance. Is, is Saul going to come in and change their mind and they're going to give me up? And the Lord says, yeah, that's going to happen. Now, if you read the rest of the passage in 1 Samuel 23, David leaves. So he is not surrendered to Saul by the men of the city. But what I want you to catch is this. God knew what the outcome was going to be if David stayed and what the outcome was going to be if David left. In other words, God knew the alternate universe or the alternate pathway that was taking place. We've talked about this before. It's one of those cool thoughts where we don't think of it in these terms. But remember, David says to God, hey, uh, are they going to give me up? And the Lord's like, yeah, they're going to give you up. That's what's going to happen. So you need to make a decision and go a different direction so we can have a different outcome. And it's like God knew what the outcome was if they gave him up, and God knew what the outcome was if he left. God knew what it would be if it went if he went left or right, if we went west, east, north, or south. God knew what the outcome was going to be no matter what, because God is omniscient. He knows all things, which means he knows every alternate route. 